So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. It is two weeks to the day until NC State and Wake Forest open up their football seasons. Let's go. Why in the heck uh, did the drive just open with a basketball highlight from Duke and Carolina in the Final Four a couple seasons ago? Great question, Tim. I was going to say, it's not a bad question. I put it together, so it's a great question. It's not a bad question. But luckily, I think we have a pretty good answer for it. Uh, ACC conference realignment. It's been a hot-button topic across the country, not just ACC realignment, but realignment in, in general, for the last few weeks, months, years. And we've been talking. We've been breaking it down. Yesterday on the show, we brought up a possible UConn move, Stanford and Cal, SMU, Florida State leaving, who wants to go with them? Why did this team vote that way? Right, all of this happening. And and the kind of the number one bit of feedback I've gotten is football's the only thing that matters. And every time I even just say the words basketball in those conversations, meant with a rousing response of Basketball doesn't matter. Adding basketball schools is why the ACC is in this position originally. If you want to talk about basketball, that's why Florida State wants to leave. Does basketball matter? I mean, it's it, like if it's said to you so many times that you almost you can't help but start asking it yourself. Does basketball matter in the future of college sports? And you know what? If, if basketball doesn't matter, like so many of you tell me on our YouTube page, by the way, follow us, 99.9thefan, on, my, on Twitter, at Donnelly Sports, uh, when, I, when I see you in conversation. If, if basketball doesn't matter in the future of college sports, what the heck is happening with all the money it makes? That's, that's a legitimate question. Great question. A 30-second commercial in the Final Four costs a million dollars this past year. One thirty-second during either of the semifinals, a million dollars. The championship game, two million dollars for thirty seconds. It's real money. That's that's. I mean, who amongst us hasn't been watching the final four of the championship game and gone, "This is a really long TV timeout." Yeah, it's because every thirty seconds is another million or two million dollars just printing. So so yes, they 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 make money on basketball. And not only that. If football drives everything, okay, because that's where we're about to go into football season, football meteorites, football this, football that, football name, image, and likeness money, football uh, every bit of this, this impactful situation, football, why not use basketball to, to help your overall football squad, athletics budget? According to the USA Today, Georgia, two-time defending football national champion has the fifth highest college athletics revenue. So their college athletics program makes brings in the fifth most revenue. All four above them on that list, top 18 in basketball revenue. Right? So uh, I'm not saying that Georgia is is 
you know, I'm not saying they, they need to make a ton of money in basketball to be a top-tier spending program. That would be ridiculous. But I am saying their spot in that top-tier spending, that, that top spending group mm-hmm. could be decided by how much they bring in in basketball. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, the ones above them, Michigan, Alabama, Texas, I don't even think of them as like basketball blue bloods. They're not. I just think of them as, well, they make a decent amount of money in basketball, and that aids their entire athletics revenue. Michigan probably has the deepest history of that group you mentioned. True. And and I'm not saying they're they're scrubs. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, definitely I, not. I'm just saying that they found a way to benefit from basketball, and that puts their athletics budget over the top of, of other schools that make a lot in football. I thought this was just kind of a, a, a fun uh, financial fact for you. The difference in athletics revenue between Penn State, who's seen as a have, right? They're in the Big Ten. They get all that money. They have a giant stadium. They... The, the 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 difference between Penn State and Louisville. I'm not saying Louisville's not lucrative, but they're usually not mentioned among the, the highest grocers. The difference in their two revenues is the exact same as the basketball revenue at Syracuse. So the like the basketball revenue is real. Duke, I know they're an outlier and they, they make the most by far, but they're making over fifty million dollars. There are ACC schools who the, your entire revenue is is one thirty, one forty. If you're getting over a third of your money from basketball, that's a big jump. Oh yeah. I'll tell you what it's starting to feel like. Hmm. Moneyball. You see you've seen the movie? Oh yeah, of course. I, I was Moneyball a Michael Lewis book? It might have been. Yeah, sounds right. And that's the Michael Orr thing. So maybe you know, we're gonna have to dive in and make sure we know what's going on with with what's real and what's not real with with Moneyball. But the the movie, right? We'll, we'll go with the movie as if that's I don't know, somehow separate from the the author of the book. the The movie is where, right? The basically the entire thing behind Moneyball and baseball is you find the stats that matter. You find the ways that you can be successful that nobody else is taking advantage of. Everyone else is chasing running backs and home runs. We're going to chase on base percentage. And and it's going to be cheaper because nobody else wants them. Basketball might be on base percentage. While everyone else is chasing football this and football brands and football media and football this and football that, maybe you can sneak in and say, I mean, if we can all make $30, $40 million in basketball, that, that's that's a nice way to, to make up a difference that we're losing in football. Right? We might we might miss out on RBI driven by the home run, but hey, if we just keep getting guys on base and you know not stealing because I pay you to get on first, not get thrown out on second, I could quote that movie all day. Yeah. Uh if we just keep hammering home our, our basketball prowess, maybe it, it'll help. I do think it matters. I also agree that that no one is treating it as if it matters. Right, so I talk about, hey, maybe UConn for the ACC. Now I'm not going to ignore football. Don't get me wrong. I know, I know it's number one. If UConn joins the ACC and I say I need a commitment from you to to spend a couple hundred million dollars quickly on your football program, you have to put it in writing. I can I can wait while you do that because your your basketball program is stepping right in and making us money right away. Right. The, the, think of it. I mean, and, and it goes on and on. Right. We could talk about all the different schools that may or may not be added. Uh, I don't know if you saw Kansas's new football locker room. It's pretty wild. It is absurd. Mm-hmm. That's a basketball school. Yeah. Right. 
Like, like, and it's Big Twelve, which is not making more money than the ACC in terms of TV revenue. If you can tell me you're going to pour money into Kansas football, and in the meantime I get Kansas basketball, I'm I'm with it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it does matter. It is not the most important thing in expansion, but don't ignore it. Think, think, and 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 Dennis brought this up yesterday. Just think about, like, if, if it comes down to, actually, Big 12, perfect example, right? If it comes down to um, a media network, a media stream, I don't know, whoever's paying the big media money in when, when it's time to negotiate next, if you have to choose between giving big money to uh, the Big 12 or the ACC, the Big 12 is going to say, hey, you know, we got Kansas. Hey, we got Arizona. And, and, and neither of them are bringing much on the football side, right? Not right now, no. But... They're going to say, but they bring basketball. And and the ACC's counter is going to be, be we have the Duke-North Carolina rivalry, right? Oh, yeah, and Carolina does bring, and, and Duke is on the way to bringing something on the football side too. So, I mean, as a tiebreaker, could you give me that? Could you give me? Could you give me that? In, in, in ACC expansion or, or conference realignment and media rights deals and everything that's going to shake up sports in the future, can you give me that? Basketball might be a pretty good tiebreaker, right? And 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 just in case it's going to be a tie, make sure you're going to win the tiebreaker, right? It's it's that first game in, in group stage of World Cup where you're playing a scrub, so you beat them eight zero. Just in case it comes down to to goal differential, <laughs> right? <laughs> Go go! make sure you win the tiebreaker and then try to win outright. But if it ends in a tie, you'll have the better basketball. And oh, by the way, your fans will love you for it because football season is awesome, but it's it's not the entire calendar year, right? No, it's not. I want something to watch in February and March also. And, and January. And January and, I mean, November, you know, midday or midweek, mm-hmm. right? My team's not playing football and – swivel my head over to the other screen maybe a lot of downtime in football thank you for listening to the best of the drive podcast i'm tim donnelly here with coach pete deruda america's wealth coach and best-selling author coach one of the big questions i always hear is do i have enough money to retire well maybe maybe not the most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive we'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call no cost or obligation put yourself in control of retirement call 800-691-3215 you can also text tim to 600-700 that's t-i-m to 600-700 you'll hear from coach pete and the capital financial advisory group shout out to matt and durham who called in during that break uh we were talking about the the impact basketball might have on the expansion of the acc or of realignment in college sports uh and and matt called in and said the acc should add west virginia and navy now west virginia has been one of those that they've circled like you know uh uh I don't know, for a while. The rumors have been there for a long time. Yeah. Uh, they do seem happy in the Big 12 right now, but, hey, you never know. That that could change. Uh, Navy is interesting to me for one reason. Um, actually, Navy, first of all, the, the like I've, I played against Navy when I was in college. Mm-hmm. That atmosphere, if you could just – just to give the ACC athletes that experience with the midshipmen, and, and it's a really, really cool experience. I, I, I can't – recommend that enough if you're a scheduler out there let your 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 athletes have that opportunity um but also i would go to notre dame because notre dame is closely linked to navy notre dame is closely linked to stanford right rivalries they play um there there's there's a, a connection there that's you know bigger than a rivalry in a lot of ways i would go to stanford and say if we bring in navy 
or I'm sorry, I would go to Notre Dame and say, if we all vote to extend the the offer to Navy and Stanford, would that get you to go full time? And if they say no, then I'd go, sorry, Navy, sorry, can't do it. <laughs> yeah. But if it, if it because of your relationship with Notre Dame, if it, if you know, it's it's having a famous friend, right? I'll give you an invitation to my party if you promise to bring, you know, uh, uh I don't know. The the guy you went to high school with, who's now in uh, I, don't, I don't even know BTS BTS. There you I was, go. I was trying to pull like whatever the the latest boy band is. Uh, like, oh, remember how you you were cousins with the guy from Backstreet Boys? Like you can come to my my party at a club as long as you bring him. Right, like, that's what I'm saying to Navy. I'm going Navy. You can come to come to my party at, at this nightclub if you bring if you bring Notre Dame with you. If you can't bring Notre Dame, just stay at home. But if you can bring Notre Dame, we'll get you a VIP. WVU is intriguing for the fact that they already have an, a rivalry with Pitt, Virginia Tech, yep. and 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 Virginia as well. Yep, absolutely. Like, and, I actually I like the idea of WVU coming in. I, if if you can pillage the Big Twelve, that opens up a lot of new opportunities. But oh, yeah. but you have to make it so right. I'm assuming there's exit fees and stuff from the Big Twelve. You'd have to find a way to deal with all I'm that. I'm also sure that West Virginia would not mind having other games and conference in the Eastern Time Zone. Because <laughs> yes. right now they have zero. I and then I would agree with that. Um <laughs> especially, yeah. Uh, there's talk about travel, right? Everyone's like, oh my gosh, how how is the Big Ten going to go west? And West Virginia is going like, we've been doing it, all right? We, now you care about travel. Gotcha. Uh, let's move on to some Panthers stuff. Uh, Deion Jones was on the, the latest edition of Panthers Playbook, which you can find on our YouTube page. You can find everywhere podcasts are found. You can find it at WRALsportsfan.com. Uh, Dennis Cox, who who we've been, uh, you, you've been hearing his voice, and Chris Lee, WRALtv. I've uh, been hosting Panthers playbook, uh, and Deion Jones was there. He he is the latest addition to the defense. Actually, not the latest. Justin Houston would be the latest. One of the latest additions to the defense. Veteran linebacker uh, joined the 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 defense earlier this off season. Uh, and here's Deion Jones on uh, why playing for Carolina is so interesting, having spent most of his career with the Falcons. So far, it's been a, it's definitely been an adjustment. You know, trying to get to learn these uh, uh, learn to love these colors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then, uh, they, uh, you know, I was in the division and, you know, this is a good rivalry. So just definitely trying to get the culture down, get get the guys and, you know, trying to figure out everything there is about the city and, and like I said, the culture of the place. So there's an adjustment there, but I, I there's so, you know, actually we're going to do a little thing later on in the show about uh, newcomers in college football and, there's such a big difference between a newcomer who's, you know, like a fifth year grad transfer and a freshman, right? There's such a big difference. Deion Jones talking about the adjustment and the colors. Yes, but also Deion Jones has been in the league a while, right? He's played for different coaches. He's played for different teams already. He, he, he knows how to be a pro. That's, that's the, you know, he's not a rookie. Right? It's not like the, the transition is, isn't quite as big. I'm expecting Deion Jones, when called upon, and I don't think he's going to uh, you know, be playing every snap on the defense by any stretch, when called upon, he'll be ready to roll. And do you know why he's probably not going to be playing every uh, snap on the defense? Uh, because they got some other really good off-ball linebackers. And uh, here's Deion Jones, again, on Panthers Playbook Podcast, uh, talking about how strong that linebacker group can be. I just think, you know, we could be as good as we want to be. Like, um, we just constantly got to put the work in, constantly got to keep it on the grind, setting the tone. I mean, we're the quarterbacks that it be, and we just got to carry guys with us. Um, so far, guys been flying around, 
eager to learn. Um, you know, we've been gelling as a group. And like I said, it's just bringing everybody along. We start with our room and then, you know, it gets infectious and it spreads to other rooms. It's going to need to. This is going to be like an, an, an informal theme of today's show. That off-ball linebacker group needs to infect the rest of that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> here's a here's a stat for you. Ready? Give it uh, to me. Uh, it's not even actually stats. The wrong way to put it. It's a um, a ranking, if you will. Uh, ESPN ranked all the position groups one to thirty-two. Okay, so one to thirty-two running backs, one to thirty-two quarterbacks, all from one to thirty-two every every position in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna run through. I'm not gonna tell you the positions, but these are all the positions other than off-ball linebacker for the Panthers. Uh, 25, 24, 28, 22, 21st, 17, 23, 18, 12. Those are the rankings for all the position groups other than off-ball linebacker. Okay, uh, one of them in the top half of the league. Off-ball linebacker, second in the league. There you go. So I'm I'm looking at that going, all right, uh, if, the, if the secondary is in top half, well, maybe our tremendous, uh, and I'm thinking about this as like a, a, a coordinator, maybe our tremendous linebackers can can help in coverage a little bit, right? We, we can ask them to do a little bit more. If our D-line isn't great, maybe they can come up and fill a few more gaps, right? It's It's the equivalent of having a really, really good defensive center fielder. All right, have him cover more of the outfield, and then we can put a you know a power bat in right who's slow footed, right? If if everything else isn't isn't as good or or as highly looked upon, well, then look look at Deion Jones, but more importantly, look at Shaq Thompson, look at Frankie Louvu, look at uh, Grugier Hill, look at those guys, and say, I'm going to need you to pick up the slack. Everybody everybody else is, you know, the the outside world isn't expecting much of them, but you. <laughs> for good reason, have high expectations. So I'm going to need you to 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 show up a little bit more than maybe you you thought you were going to have to, right? It's it's the the anti patriots, right? Because what do the patriots say? Do your job. Do your job. I'm looking at the linebackers, going like, do your job, and once you're finished with that, see if you can help out with anyone else's job, right? If you're done, don't just go sit down over there and say my job's done. Go look for work. Right, that that's what they they say about offensive linemen too. Right, if you pancake a guy and you're still on your feet, don't just stand there and look at the guy on his on flat on his back. Go help your friend. Yeah. Right, go go help a, another offensive lineman that's barely holding on. Go find another one. Go find work. The the off ball linebackers, and I say off ball because you know someone like Brian Burns is listed as an outside linebacker, but he's an edge rusher. Right, mm-hmm. the the off ball linebackers are. Very, very talented for for Carolina. Deion Jones only adds to that. And because they're so talented and because there's an investment there and, and because they've hit kind of the lotto a few times with additions, um, I'm expecting a lot from them. And hopefully that'll take a little bit less, a little, a little bit off the plate of the safeties and a little bit off the plate of Jeremy Chin and a little bit off the plate of Derek Brown. And, and if they can do that, the defense can improve greatly on what they put on the field last year. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utilities 
utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. 